So I've worked with a lot of people closely now for the last few years, and I find that is there is one recurring, very simple habit that really gets in the way of managing things like fatigue, stress, and even things as important as hormonal imbalance or insulin resistance. Want to know what it is? It's super simple. It's sleep. It's your sleep. Listen in now because we're going to talk about why you're not getting sleep and a few things you can do to fix it. Let's get to it. Hey friend, have you lost your health somewhere in the shadows of mom, work, and white life? Does regaining your health start with good intentions but then never really happen? Or are you playing the shame game trying to exhaust your way to better health? Hey, I'm Lou, and I'm here to help you say goodbye to these cloudy days. I'm a lifetime mover, trainer, wife, mom, and wellness junkie, and I'm your busy mom guide for simple habit support. I'm going to challenge your daily habits, move you out of overwhelm, and into empowerment. Are you ready? Wherever you are, refill that empty water cup, lace up those shoes, grab those earbuds, because we're about to move your health. Let's catch up, friend. Okay, so I know, I know that many of you listening to my voice right now probably did not get enough sleep last night. Or if you did, it was amazing sleep that comes only once in a long time, not often enough. (laughs) Do you want to know how I know? It's because I work with people just like you who tell me that they're struggling with sleep too. We're moms. And that's what we do, right? But sick little ones needing help through the night, up late working on projects or the emails or the chores or trying to connect with our kiddos or partners, up early trying to catch up or get ahead of the day or the big one, revenge bedtime procrastination. It is a thing, social scrolling, catching our latest favorite show, These all are amazing, but they are not good enough reasons that we all lack sleep. So a few weeks ago, our family had a string of sicknesses, and this would be sickness number two, three, and four of the winter season. A couple weeks, it was flu-like symptoms, and then it was extreme nausea, and then the next week, it was like a heavy cold. It was ear infections, chest congestion that turned into pneumonia. It was just one thing after another, and I didn't recognize how much my sleep was suffering, but then I woke up for not one, but two early classes late in the same week (laughs) that I teach to the Body Habit Rescue members. And listen, I have not done that at all in the weeks and weeks and weeks of early morning classes that I've taught. I normally wake up around my alarm time almost naturally or even out of nervousness that I might miss the alarm, but my body was crashing. And it took the second time for me to recognize that my body signals were just shutting down. And I had to just shut everything else down on my to-do list, take a three-day weekend break from all the busyness. Sure, people were needing me, but I needed my health to be able to show up for them. So our bodies were made to move often when they're awake, but our bodies also operate on lots of cycles. And one of those cycles is rest, specifically sleep. I call it 
the rinse cycle, the rinse and put away cycle of our brain. Working out is kind of the the wash cycle, but we really need sleep to rinse off our brains and to file all of the activity that's been happening that day. We have to get a full night's sleep as often as possible. And I want to talk about three ways you can manage your sleep better. Calculate, commit, eliminate. Calculate, commit, eliminate. The first one is calculate. And I want you to calculate a realistic, sustainable bedtime. That bedtime usually ends up being about a half hour to an hour and a half after your youngest ones go to bed. And then in the morning, it would be about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on if you have some work uh, or something like that to get done in the morning, um, up to about a half hour before the youngest ones get up. If you can get seven to nine hours in that window, try to get a bedtime and a wake time that is right there in that window. Calculating that will give you a solid bedtime and a solid wake time that you know you need to show up for, okay? Number two, commit to showing up daily. You have to run to your bed. <laughs> and that is that is your new commitment every single day. Whatever it is that is that you need to do to get everything out of the way so that you can land in your bed at that bedtime, do it because that is the only way that your body is going to begin to understand and to learn your bedtime and your wake time. After a while, your body is going to give you signals very early on that it's time to go to bed, it's time to shut down, and you're going to very willingly follow those signals. But first, you have to just get the habit going. And then number three, this is eliminate. You want to figure out and eliminate what is getting in the way. There's usually one single major culprit getting in the way. Is it revenge bedtime procrastination? And all that is, is saying, this is me time. This is the time I have to myself. This is the time I can get something done. This is the time that I can really kind of veg out. And I've been, you know, pulled on all day. Everybody has questions and I've been having to carry all the patience for all the things. And now I can just veg. Well, also what's happening in in your brain is, is that you're not actually able to enjoy that time because your body is so tired from the day. And so really what you can do even better is to find other times either during the day or the week to either take breaks or do something to treat yourself in a, in a major way. So I encourage you to do that, to schedule that separately, but what is the thing for you that gets in the way of getting into your bed and getting to sleep on time? Is it people? Is it communication that needs to happen? Is it getting ready for bed? Is it not going back down the hall after you put your littles to sleep or... Is it not going back downstairs or back to the kitchen or whatever it is, getting everything done earlier 
so that you can get to bed on time. Figure that out, eliminate that, and you will be well on your way to getting that sleep habit going. So once again, calculate a realistic, sustainable bedtime. Second, commit to showing up daily for that bedtime. And then number three, figure out and eliminate what gets in the way. I want to give you a little bit of an extra here. If you really want to uh, encourage your body to wake up in the morning, make sure that you are getting hydrated first thing in the morning. So fill up a cup of water, put it by your bedside at night. Ideally, you would drink the cup of water and then refill it and put it by your bedside. (laughs) And then second, get in the brightest light that you can go outside if you need to, or if you're, if the sun is up, when you happen to wake up for us, it's usually getting to a bright light in our house and then movement, gentle movement is really helpful for getting your body moving. If you have not had enough sleep, research shows that you, uh, having a, a, pretty vigorous workout will actually kind of help some of the effects of lack of sleep, but you don't want to make that a routine for your lifetime. You really want to encourage bedtimes and wake times with seven to nine hours of sleep in between. Okay. Are we ready? Are we going to try this? Let me know how it goes. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If it was helpful to you, please pass it on to a friend or please leave a review, which helps me get this encouragement to others. If you haven't already, please visit me at fitwithmommylou.com to sign up for my newsletter at the bottom of the page or go to bodyhabitrescue.co to see when next you can sign up for my eight-week Body Habit Rescue online coaching course. Until then, let's move, friend. Thank you.